Joining us on the phone right now, he is the uh, the brand new author of The Hardcore Truth, The Bob Holly Story. We have hardcore Bob Holly with us on the phone. Bob, welcome to the shoot. Hey, Gary. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, I really do appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you taking time out of your uh, busy schedule to talk with us. And, and first of all, congratulations on the book. It's available on Amazon, iTunes. It's available in bookstores. It's, it's available through ECW Press. And uh, I, uh, Bob, I got the book a few days ago. I've just started it. So far, I'm already into it. I'm enjoying it. And the first question I want to ask you is, at what point do you say, man, I really want to put a book out? Um, you know, it's funny, Gary, because I really didn't you know, really think about, you know, putting out a book until I just got to talking about it, you uh-huh. know, telling stories of, you know, just like road stories and this and that and such, you know, throughout my career, because you always reflect back, yeah. you know, and and so, you know, the idea was brought up about writing a book, and I'm like, uh, I ain't writing a book. Nobody's going to want to <laughs> read what Bob Holly has to say, you know, because, right. you know, I was just card guy so it's like who's interested in what i had to do or what i have to say right you know and then so um more and more talked about it i thought you know what you know let me see what i can do you know let me get in touch with ecw press because they're they're into writing wrestling books uh-huh. or publishing wrestling books so i called them and then, and they just pretty much said well you know if you can find a writer to help you write the book that would be the best thing and, you know, so that kind of put it on the back burner because I really didn't know anybody who was that creative that could write. Yeah. You know, and so and put my words on paper to make it sound like I'm talking to you, you know. Yeah. And so, you know, and, and that's tough, too, you know. And, and, and so I talked to a friend of mine over in England, Ross Williams, who co-wrote the book for me. Right. And he's the genius behind the book, to, to be perfectly honest with you. And so I... He said, why don't you let me have a shot at it? And so I called uh, Michael Holmes at ECW Press, and he said, well, have him send us a sample of what he can write. Right. And so the first the first few pages in the book, Gary, are the sample of what he had written to ECW Press. Oh, and wow. as soon as they, yeah, and so as soon as they read that, they were captivated by it. Uh-huh. And so uh, Michael Holmes called me back and said, hey, we're going to move forward with this project you know, let's do it. So they, you know, mailed contracts to us and everything. And so, you know, Ross Williams has done an unbelievable job because Ross Williams is in the wrestling business. He knows about wrestling right. and he knows what a reader wants as far as w- what to look for in a book, you know, because he's read all the wrestling books, you know, and he watches wrestling. He's, I mean, he's just a, a diehard wrestling fan. Plus he has wrestled himself. So it, it it was easier for him to write this book because he understands where I'm coming from and he understands each situation that, you know, as I explain it. So that way he can make it to where people understand it a lot better. Right. You know, cause if I just had some, some writer that isn't, wasn't into wrestling or didn't know about it, believe me, this book wouldn't be as good as it is. <laughs> yeah. And you know, Ross gets all the credit. I mean, he's, he's the, he's the brain trust behind it because he, he did such a great job, and something else about Ross, um, you know, he's he's a he's a playwright. He does screenplays. He, he writes uh, movies and shows and stuff like that. Also, so this guy has got a very creative mind, and he is looking to become become a writer for either TNA or WWE, and he's in the process of trying to you know 
move forward with that. But oh, I wow. think, you know, cause some of the stuff that he has, he has told me, Gary, some of the storylines that he's just thrown at me, right. you know, just off the cuff. Uh, and, and I mean, they're unbelievable and they make sense, believe it or not. Uh-huh. And then I think TNA or WWE could, you know, benefit from a guy like Ross, you know. So, you know, and that that's his goal, too. Plus, he'd like to also write books for other talent, too, you know. So that's always out there. But he's, he's the one who gets most of the credit. Oh wow! Well, I mean, you've you and and I mean to be fair to you as well, though you've you've got the story. I mean, you were in the business for what a good twenty twenty five years. Am I about in the neighborhood? Yeah, yeah, pretty close. It was about yeah, about twenty three, twenty four, somewhere around there. Yeah, I, mean, I, I actually started in eighty six. Wow! In, yeah, in Pensacola, Florida. So that's where I actually when I actually at first time ever getting in a ring. You know, when I was training. So yeah, I've been around for a while. Yeah, but I mean, here's the thing, though, Bob. I mean, I you know, we all get these books, we read these books, but nobody really knows what goes into them. You know, I mean, for for somebody that's had a long career like yourself, and I mean, you're telling your whole life story here. I mean, how long does it take from start to finish? Okay, all right, you can do a book, and then you start, and then now you're finished. How long? What is that timetable like? Oh gosh, it was. It took us at least a good eighteen months. Wow. And, and, and yeah, and mind you, Ross is from England too. Yeah. So you know, there was a, that was a hurdle in itself. And so we were pretty much Skyping three or four days a week right? and, you know, for hours on end. And, you know, once we get, you know, the, the rough draft, you know, and then, you know, Ross writes it, sends it to me, you know, and then I have to edit it and make sure that it's my words and not his, you know, and a couple of times, it, he, you know, he got a, off the track a little, but I mean, for the most part, you know, he was dead on and, you know, so the editing, I think I read that book. My wife and I read the book at least five, five or six times to edit it, you know? So, and it's funny because each time I read the book, it was still interesting to me. And and I told my wife and I, yeah. And I told my wife, I'm like, you know what? I think people are going to like this because every time we read it, it's, uh, you know, it's interesting to me. So, you know, and that was my hope. And, and, you know, uh, hopefully I'm still, you know, still, uh, you know, everybody still feels the same way because I've been fortunate, you know, and, and very thankful to every wrestling fan out there who has read my book. Yeah. And, I, and I appreciate their kind words that they've had to say about it because, every, you know, all the reviews and everything everybody said has been, you know, very, very, um, very nice and very good, you know, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I can see right now Amazon's got it at five stars. I mean, that's incredible. And just to share, you know, my own personal thing with this book, you know, I started this book, like I said, a few days ago. And one of the first things I instantly connected with you because you talked about, you know, your life growing up, your childhood, your dad not being around. I can certainly identify with that. And I'm like, my God, I'm already connecting with this guy. I mean, that's that's the kind of deep stuff that you can find in this book. I mean, it's terrific. You know what I mean? We all kind of go through our problems in life. And I like my dad for instance he was in the navy he was never around and when he was he was with other women and i never saw the guy and it was tough you know but i when i read your when i when i started to read your story i'm like man i can identify with this to a certain degree yeah yeah and a lot of you know and a lot of a lot of kids have grown up without their dad so you know and and, and, you know like yourself a lot of people can relate to that you know so you know in which you know because that's what you want you want people to be able to relate to your situation Right. Because the more they can relate to your situation, the the better they understand, and they're you know actually you know pulling for you to you know to 
to survive and to, you know, overcome. So, you yeah. know, it's, it's always good when you can, the fan can relate, you know, cause that's what they want to do. They want to be able to relate to what you're, what you do and what you do outside the, the ring and anything you do in life, you know, they want to be able to relate to that. And it's always a good thing if, if they can, you know, because we're human just like everybody else. Yeah. You know, the only thing that makes us different is we're on TV and that's it. You know, we're no different from anybody else. Well, yeah. You know, we're just on TV and that's it, you know, I- so we're all just, you know, everybody's the same. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and that's the thing, you know, when you go into that, like when you read a book like this, you're like, okay, here's a guy, he was on TV for several years, you know, well known, you know, how the hell do I expect to connect with this guy? And then, you know, you get a story like this, and then instantly you're, you're connected, you understand, you, you certainly have a relation point where you can identify with the person that you're reading about, and then they become kind of human to you, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, and see, the thing is, too, a lot of what a lot of people don't know about me until they read my book is, you know, I, I'm a welder by trade, and and I've worked regular jobs, and I've worked hard, you know, yeah, and I've and and I I did what I had to do, and I've sacrificed to make ends meet, you know, so I've been there where a lot of people are now, you know, and and I, and those people, I I appreciate those people because I know what they're going through, you know, same thing I did, and and so. You know, you just can't. You, and I just, I didn't give up. I mean, I worked, I worked my ass off, and you know, and on very little sleep, working a regular job, trying to make it in wrestling. You know, traveling up and down the roads and such. So, you know, and and people can relate to that. You know, because like I said, you know, I'm a welder by trade. I know what it's like to work, you know, work a regular job. As to where a lot of your superstars that are out there. You know, your big names have never had a regular job. You know, they've yeah. always, you know, that's all they've done is wrestled all their life. So, you and, know. And that's, you know. that's got to be tough, too. I mean, when, when you're one of those guys who gets propelled to that, to that high, highest, you know, level that you can be, I mean, that's got to be tough to identify with somebody like yourself or even, like, let's say, regular people because you're, you're suddenly thrust into this huge position and you're seemingly on top of the world. And I can imagine that's got to be t- a tough adjustment for some people. You know, it really, it, it was, you know, the adjustment for me was getting used to actually the bigger crowds and the traveling. That was yeah. the biggest thing for me. You know, I, I remained level-headed through the whole time. I never, ever thought I was bigger than anybody. I never thought that I was this big star or anything because, honestly, Gary, when people would come up to me, I would honestly wonder why did they want my autograph because i'm i'm not anybody special you know i'm right. you know i'm just you know, i'm just bob you know and <laughs> and and i've always wondered that you know and it's just like well i'm on tv and that's got to be the only reason but i'm nothing special you know i'm no different than them so it's like why do they want my autograph you know and i always that's, and i still feel that way it's like i'm not a big deal i've never ever thought myself as a big deal, I just went out there, did what I was supposed to do, and, you know, and I was fortunate enough to be on TV, and, you know, I just, once I went back behind that curtain, I was back to, you know, just being a regular person again, you know, sure. so, um, you know, so, you know, and hopefully, and people can, uh, hopefully people can uh, relate to that, too, you know, as far as is that, but, you know, it's just, it's it's a completely different world, and, yeah, you, I mean, there's no real way to prepare yourself for that you know the big time and so it just it it took a lot of getting adjusted to of course at first but you know 
it's just something that, you know, you got to just, it's something that I've always wanted to do. And I just, you know, put my mind to it and just basically made the best of it. Yeah, definitely. Now you mentioned being on the road and, you know, we've always heard wrestlers talk out about, you know, schedules and being out on the road. And, uh, you know, were you, were you married at the time that you were, you know, uh, with the WWE, you know, early on or how long have you been married? Yeah. 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 Oh, I was, I, yeah, I was married a couple of times and it, let me tell you something that is the most, that is one of the most difficult things to, you know, manage Yeah. because you're gone all the time. And when you get home, you've only got a couple days and it just, it, it's just, it's, it's a recipe for disaster, you know, and, and that's pretty much what ends up happening, you know? So, yeah. and it's just, it's just, you know, people think that they're ready for that and they're not, you know, and, and so you, and that's why wrestlers make a lot of sacrifices, you know, Oh yeah. and it's, you know, and if you, if you, if you're married and you can, and you're, and you're on the road, you know, three weeks out of the month and then your marriage is still strong, you know, more power to you. I'm, I'm all for that. And, you know, and, and, uh, you know, you, you've got a very, very, uh, a very good relationship if you can if you can manage that and which uh, it's really tough it really is do you think it gets any easier like you know in today when we've got you know the technology we have do you think it's any easier on the guys out on the road right now in your opinion you know it's funny because it's like back when i first started you know we didn't have cell phones we didn't no. have laptops you know there wasn't twitter or anything like that and that's when it, it was at its toughest but i think it makes it a little bit easier, yeah. you know, it eases the a little bit, but it's still the fact that you're away from home, you know, away from your kids, away from, you know, away from your family. And it's, 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 it's hard no matter what, you know, right. it, it's nice having Twitter and, and, uh, you know, and having cell phones and being able to Skype and stuff like that, but it's not the same as being at home, you know, because, you know, your family wants you at home and it's, it's when you're gone, it's just, you, you know, it's just, it's, not no fun. <laughs> right. How, how many children do you have, Bob? I've got one. I've got one. Now, that's, now, how tough yeah. is that? I mean, I've got to imagine that's got to be tough too. I mean, you know, for the child to wonder, you know, where's my dad at? I know he's. I know he comes. He he, he shows up and he's here. But I got to wonder how tough that is. I mean, you know, speak to that it, a little bit. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. It was really hard because, <clears throat> you know, back. You know, my daughter. She's grown up. She's twenty eight now. Mm-hmm. So, but back when, you know, when I first started in WWE, I was gone 30, you know, 30, 40 days on one tour. Yeah. And then I'd come home for two or three days and then I'd be back gone again, you know? So, and when you're home, you're so wore out and tired, but it's very important to spend that time, you know, with your kid, you know, and, and you miss all the good years. You miss, you, you know, I, I missed all the years of her you know, going to school, you know, and, and doing certain, um, things in high school and, and, and grade school and stuff like that. And you miss all that stuff, you know? And, and yeah. like when she graduated, I, I was able to fly home just in time. You know, I landed, got to the, uh, graduation ceremony just in time to see her. And then I had to turn around and fly back out, you know, wow. that's, they allow, yeah. And so, you know, you're, when you're, uh, with WWE, you're with them. I mean, that is your job, right. number one. I mean, you know, and, and, you know, they say family comes first, but sometimes I question that, 
Right, but how but, do you, but, uh, but Bob, how do you stay focused? I mean, like you're in the ring, you know where you got to be, you know you know what you're doing. How do you keep your mind off of that for the, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes you're out there? I mean, that's got to be tough. It, you know, it's it's like you can have every problem in the world going on mm-hmm. before, you know, before before your music plays. And as soon as your music hits, all you're thinking about is what you got to do in that ring. Right. It's amazing. That's that's kind of like that's your getaway from it all. Really, that's your escape. That that ten, fifteen, twenty minutes in the ring, mm-hmm. that is your escape. You know, that is your stress reliever. Believe it or not, and and because as soon as as soon as the you know the one two three and that the bell rings and the match is over and you go backstage, you're thinking about all that stuff all over again. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's for that for that moment that that's your escape. You know, because you have to be focused on what you do because, number one, the guy you're in the ring with, you know, he's putting his life in your hands. You right. know, you have to you have to take care. He's got a family to feed, you know, and, and thankfully, I have never cost anybody a day of work. My whole career in WWE, I never cost one person a single day of work, no matter how rough I was with them. Right. I never cost them one night of work, you know, so... And, but actually, I'm the one that ends up getting my, hurt myself. You know, I end up hurting myself somehow. But you know, uh, but you know, it's at, but for that for that moment, you, your mind is focused on the task at hand, and that's either you know, you know, putting on a good show for the fans. Yeah, yeah. Now, in case you guys are just uh, tuning in, we're talking with Bob Holly. He's got a brand new book out called The Hardcore Truth: The Bob Holly Story. And and uh, Bob, also, you mentioned Twitter earlier. Where can people find you on Twitter? Um, I'm at the Bob Holly. Okay, very cool. At the Bob Holly. Yeah, and and I haven't been on Twitter very long, maybe four or five months, six months, something like right. that. So uh, yeah, if um, if if you follow me and you say hi to me, ask me a question, whatever, I always answer everybody. Wow. You know, I probably I probably have answered at least I would say ninety eight percent of my followers that have sent something to me. I may not get to it right then and there, sure. But I will eventually get to it, and I will answer everybody that tweets me. So, and I and I make sure of that because that's how I can give back to them and to say thank you for supporting me and stuff like that, you know. And I and yeah. I feel it's very important, you know, because that's why we have Twitter. Because these fans, because I've noticed, you know, uh, you know, all these people, these stars, and that are on TV and celebrities and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, their fans will ask them a question or tweet something to them or whatever, and they just ignore them. I don't know how they can do that. I really don't. Yeah. You know, I, I just, I really don't because the fans are what, who makes us who we are, you know, and it's just, I just don't get it because I know what it feels like to be ignored because I've tweeted, you know, people and just get no response whatsoever. Yeah. It's and it's tough. like, you know, and, and 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 it's like it's it to me. It's like wow, how you know? I just don't get it. So that's why I try to answer everybody back because I know how it feels to be ignored. So you know, yeah. you just, <laughs> uh, I want to make sure you follow me. I will do my best to answer you. I mean, like I said, I may not do it right then and there, yeah. but I will get to it, and you will get an answer from me. Well, that that is terrific, you know. And, and the thing about a lot of celebrities is, I mean, unless they're like somebody with thirty million followers, I mean, somebody like a Justin Bieber or something like that. I mean, all these people read yeah. their they they read their mentions. You know, they see it. You know, any kind oh, yeah. of you know celebrity are, are seeing that stuff. Yeah, that's got to be tough when you got that many followers, or even you know <laughs> fifty thousand or a million followers. Yeah, that's got to be tough. 
Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know so, you know, it's funny, too, because the, 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 at the day, you know, the way wrestling is today, you know, because back when I was coming up through wrestling, right, it was almost, it's almost like the titles aren't earned anymore. You don't, you don't pay your dues to get a title. It's almost like they're just given to you, this, you know, and it's, right. it's funny because I watch wrestling, you know, I try to watch some of it, you know, here and there. I, I don't watch too much of it, mm-hmm. you know, because I stay busy, you know, and it's like, wow, they just, somebody new comes in, they throw the title on them. And it's, you know, and I understand that's to get the guy over. Yeah. But, you know, to try to get him over because that's who they're pushing but it's almost like the titles aren't earned anymore. You have you don't pay your dues. You don't you know come onto the scene and here's a new guy and 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 works his way to the top. And it's almost like he's just thrown right in there. And it's like you know and it's 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 crazy because people ask me all the time, you know, what are my thoughts on the, on wrestling today? And and it's like, you know, I think the PG era mm-hmm. has hurt them. The PG thirteen or it's it's PG or whatever it is now. Yeah, PG. But back, yeah, back in the Attitude Area era, it was almost anything goes to an extent, and that's when business was at its best. And I just and I hope that the wrestling wrestling can get back to that. You yeah. know, and also another thing they need is competition. Oh yeah. And that's why I, I, you know, and I'd like to see TNA survive and make it. You know, I want I want them to thrive because competition's good. You know, not only for both companies, but for the boys especially. You know, because when when you have competition, the boys the boys make more money. You know, right. and that's that's what me. That's what it's all about. Oh yeah, yeah. We had a couple of guys from TNA, uh, Daniels and Kazarian, on the show uh, last week, and I mean, they were. You know, you could tell that they're just waiting for this thing to blow. You know, and go into the next yeah. the next level. You know, kick it in the next gear. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I, I love Daniel and Kazarian. Those are two great guys, and they're really good at what they do, too. They are. Yeah. They are. I saw, them, I saw them a few months ago, and, uh, you know, I, I really like those guys. I've known them for a while, and, and great guys. Definitely great guys. They're very, very, very good talent. Oh yeah, and they were they were extremely nice on the phone. Now, Bob, I know uh, we're getting close to the half hour. I've got uh, like one or two more questions here for you. Um, when we okay. when we started the show, uh, th- this show has been around since two thousand and seven. We took a little bit of a break in twenty ten, but then we came back. One of the first guests, one of the first two guests that we had on this show was uh, Road Warrior Animal, and then a few weeks later we had John Heidenreich. And Road Warrior Animal said. Because he had some problems with Heidenreich. He said, I'll tell you what, ask Bob Holly about John Heidenreich. And at that, at that time, <laughs> I could tell by your response, hang tight. Uh, you know, at that time, you were in WWE. Obviously, an internet show, we're not going to have access to you at that point. So I now have you here six, seven years later. We had Heidenreich on the show. He, I asked him, I said, Animal said to ask Bob Holly about you. What do you think he meant by that? And let me tell you, he was not very pleased. And I've actually got some audio clips here of some quotes directly from the horse's mouth. I'd like to play for you if that's okay. Okay. Man, Bob's a bitter guy. Bob's angry, you know? Right. I mean, Bob, Bob, I, I don't know him that well. I know on the road that he's, he's a stooge. The reason he's got his job is he goes and tells on all the boys. But the thing is, what people don't realize, everything that Bob does and tells, he's done himself. Bob is the walk and asks all the boys for pain pills all day long. 
I know one of the boys gave him like 40-something one time. So he's, he's got his own problems. So for him to go bear anybody about drugs or whatever, he's done it all. The reason he's there, he's done some real sick shit to get his job there, which we know about. What's that going to throw out? Because I'm sure Bob will say something about me. I don't care. You know, because Bob knows where I live. If he wants to come find me, I'll, I'll take him on in the street. You know, because I'm a man. He ain't. You know, he, he goes and tells the boys. You could have told on me when I was up there telling people I was on crystal methamphetamine trying to get me fired. But he's jealous, you know. That's all it is. He's bitter, angry, and jealous. You know, Bob got his neck broken by, by Brock Lesnar. And this thing was, but that wasn't an accident. But he did that intentionally to him. So you know what goes around comes around. Because Bob gets up there and beats up people in the ring that he can get away with. He's a bully. I've seen him kick Renee Dupree's face in because Renee was too scared to defend for himself. He wouldn't do that to me. He's going to smash his fucking head in. That's right. He's a bully and he's a two-faced speech. That's why he's got his job there. He knows it. That's why he's angry. He's not a man. Okay? And, I mean, I'm real possible about this because I know exactly how he operates. He didn't think I did, but I, I know. I know the truth about him now that I'm fired. I know what he was doing. I was, I was, but I, but I was helping him out, giving him pain pills. He said he broke his neck. So I used to give him something. I had a prescription. Then I found out he was going behind my back telling the office I had drug problems. That's, that, that's wrong, man. When you're helping somebody, you don't go tell the office that this guy's got drug problems. That, that ain't right. When I'm giving him something out of my pocket, and you're going to go tell on me, and I thought he was doing that with all the boys. Telling on him. That's how you keep your job up there. You're either a stooge or you do some sick shit. That's how you stay up at the WWE. Now, I don't know. You know, Everybody's got their own side of the story, and I can tell by, by your, uh, your reaction. I want to hear what you got to say about this. Well, the thing is, he's got to blame somebody for for him being fired. He's not going to accept the blame himself. Right. Um, I wasn't, I was in WWE for 16 years because I worked my ass off. Yeah. Okay. So, but as far as what he's saying, I don't know why he says what he says. I don't know why he brought me into it. I have no idea, Right. but he, he, he lost his job is because of him. You know, and and the biggest downfall was he was supposed to be a TV at one o'clock, and he come he shows up at seven o'clock, and see they had big plans for him and him and uh, Animal. Right. You know they had big plans for him as a tag, and so and he shows up at seven o'clock, and he threatened to beat up Johnny, and then he threatened to beat up Vince. Well, you can't do that. Jesus. Number one. So and they ended up you know so they ended up getting rid of him. And, you know, so as far as him making all these, making up these stories and stuff like that, it's, you know what, people are going to say what they want to say. Right. You know, they don't want to look in the mirror and, and, and say, you know, hey, I'm the reason why I lost my job. You know, they don't want to do that. So mm-hmm. if he wants to blame me, that's fine. I don't care. It's whatever, you know. But, number, you know, I I had my job for 16 years because, Number one, I worked my ass off, and right. I did what I was told to do. So, you know, yeah. number, and a stooge is not going to last in WWE. Vince does not like stooges. Uh-huh. He, he does not like that. He doesn't put up with that stuff. So, you know, 
if that's what he wants to say, that's that's fine. I don't care. Yeah, you he, know, he went on to say, uh, uh, you know, he 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 had cited some example about, I guess, about how you beat up Renee Dupree really hard in the ring, and then he said, "Oh, uh, you, you tell Bob if he meets me in the street, and I'll bash his fucking head in." Blah blah blah. I mean, he was like really really upset when I mentioned your name, and I had waited like seven years to ask you that. I know it's a very old oh, story you know now, but. He's he's had the opportunity so many times to bash my head in, right? And that whole incident with me and Rene Dupree, mm-hmm. when that happened, he was nowhere to be found, and he he didn't say a word about it when it happened. He didn't say anything. Uh, I was right there. That's the thing. It's like okay, you know, yeah. He wants to beat me up. Well, he had plenty of chances to do it. You know, yeah. I mean, if that's what he thinks he can do, that's that's his business. I don't care. <laughs> you know, but the thing is, like I said, um, he had his, he had plenty of opportunities, but you know, he didn't. Obviously, he didn't take take up on those opportunities, and you know, so because he was there at the time when all that stuff went down, and like I said, he never said a word to me about it. So I guess he just it's one of them. He's, <laughs> he's talking tough from a million miles away. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Now, look, Bob, I, I promised you I'd get you out on time, so I want to say this. Uh, uh, first and foremost, everybody, go buy the book, The Hardcore Truth, The Bob Holly Story. It's it's a great book. I'm already a chapter to it. I'm, I'm looking forward to finishing it. Bob, I hope you'll come back on the show in the future, man. I really had a good time. Let's uh, let's get some more stories next time around. Okay, I'd love to, Gary, and thank you, thank you so much for having me, man. I really do appreciate it. Uh, thank you very much. All right, let's let's keep in touch, and, and we'll have you back uh, down the road. I thank you so much for your time, Bob. All right, thank you, Gary. Take, Take care. care. Bye bye.